Now, from the Mousecapade Studios, here are your hosts. Happy Friday, Mousecapades listeners. This is Vicki, and I'm here today with my daughter, Kaylee. We hope and pray that you're all staying safe, happy, and healthy. This is episode 639, and you're listening to the number one podcast that entertains that space between your ears, the Mousecapades podcast. Before we get started, we'd like to remind you that the Mousecapades podcast is a part of the Your Story Travel Company. At Your Story Travel Company, we can plan a magical trip for you on just about any budget. Simply text us at 636-395-0544 to book a trip or just to get a free quote. It only takes a $200 refundable deposit to hold your reservation, so contact us today. So today we're going to continue our resort reviews of the Walt Disney World resorts. And we really do hope that these have been helpful to you. I know they've been helpful to us helping to understand the resorts and how we can better work with our clients to make sure that they have the most magical trip. And we know that doing it on your own is completely overwhelming and confusing because before we took a lot of trips that that's what it was for us. So we're hoping that we can clarify a few things about the resorts. Last week, we talked about Port Orleans French Quarter. Today, we're gonna focus on the sister resort, Port Orleans Riverside. Now, for those of you who don't know, there are actually two Port Orleans resorts, French Quarter and Riverside, that's what mom just said. And today's show is focused on the latter one, the Riverside. And please know that we might not touch on every single aspect of the resort in the review today, but we're going to hit the highlights and address some of the frequently asked questions for sure. And we'll provide insights and chime in with our own perspectives and recommendations as much as we can, because this is a resort we have actually not stayed at. I don't even think we've visited this resort. So we'll give as much as we can, or at least our opinions of what we think it sounds like. So mom, you can go ahead and start us off. Disney's Port Orleans Resort Riverside was designed to reflect Antebellum South along the Mississippi River. It opened in February 2nd, 1992 as Disney's Dixie Landings Resort, which I believe that Kaylee mentioned last week in our episode when we were talking about Sisters Resort. Initially with rooms located in its Alligator Bayou section and shortly afterward, the remaining Magnolia Bend section was open. Alligator Bayou consisted of 1,024 guest rooms, that's a lot, and Magnolia Bend consists of 1,024 guest rooms for a combined total of 2,048 rooms in the resort. In March of 2001, road signage and other theming began to change to reflect Disney's Port Orleans Resort and Disney's Dixie Landing Resort properties, becoming regions of a United Disney's Port Orleans Resort. Then, on April 1st, 2001, the regions became French Quarter and Riverside, respectively. Changes leading up to and after this period would include the French Quarter region losing Montfamille Café, table service restaurant, bike rentals, and boat rentals. French Quarter region guests would have to use the larger facilities in the Riverside region. Montfamille Café is now only used occasionally as a meeting space for food and bever beverage management. It's also sometimes used as a training facility and the kitchen is also Disney World's test kitchen. Other theme changes took place such as Colonel's Cotton Mill Food Court became Riverside Mill, which I'm sure that has something to do with making sure that we theme things properly. I think that's interesting that 
this is where the test kitchen is. Because it's so hidden and far back away from everything? I get, I mean, it makes sense. It's just strange because it just doesn't cross my mind. I don't know what it is. Because this isn't one of the resorts that we think of as a family to go to because the food is excellent. I mean, the food is excellent across Disney property for sure. And there's a standard across property, but it's just crazy to me that this is like where the test kitchen is just at this resort. I don't know. I've just heard a lot about this resort and about French Quarter, but the reason we've never eaten there is because no one has ever said, oh my gosh, you have to eat at this place. A lot of times when I pick a restaurant for us or I mention one to you guys, it's because I've heard a lot about it. I've heard a lot about staying on the property and how amazing it is, but you're right. That is kind of an interesting point. Hmm, I'm not sure. The main highlights of the Port Orleans Riverside are the following things. The theming is specific to the Mississippi Bayou area of the Old South and appropriate to the magic of Disney, numerous thematic elements recreate the feel of actually being in the bayou. The mighty Sasagula River winds through the resort, heading downstream to the Port Orleans French Quarter and then eventually the Disney Springs area. The resort commercial center, this houses the registration area, food court, restaurant, and other services. It carries a riverboat dock theme, as if you are booking passage with the Sasagula Steamboat Company. The restaurant is called Boatwright's Dining Hall, is designed as a boat building operation. The food court, called Riverside Mill, features an operating cotton press. That's fascinating. And then you check in under signs listing the steamboat destinations. So all these things are like just, they're super extra and they're not necessary things, but it's Disney. So Disney's like, we gotta do it. Riverside is located in the Disney Springs Resort area, just off Bonnet Creek Parkway. That's upstream from Port Orleans French Quarter on the Sasagula River. So you gotta give it to Disney for really taking it all the way because it winds around like if it really was in old Mississippi and it's far back there, like in the back hills kind of thing. Yeah, that's very true. So they have three room styles at this resort. Magnolia Bend rooms, which I mentioned earlier on in this recording, they're themed as two and three story mansion homes reflecting the large plantation residences in Mississippi a long time ago. And the lawns are well kept along with wrought iron railings and trellises crawling roses and an elegant motif throughout. At any time you'd expect to see the Colonel and his wife greet you on the main lawn, waiting to invite you in. Then there's the alligator bayou rooms. These are kind of rustic lodges in backwoods cottage settings and they feature 16 smaller two-story Cajun style buildings with charmingly rustic wooden furniture and settings. The rooms here contain a Murphy bed that will sleep a fifth person. The Murphy bed is what replaced the trundle bed. And then there's special royal rooms and located in Magnolia Bend, buildings 90 and 95 for an additional cost. And if you've never seen these rooms, we've actually had friends, I don't know if Kaylee remembers that or not, but we had friends go and stay at the royal rooms. It's the ones that ha on the headboard, it has the fireworks, but there's lights in them. And so they light up the fireworks. Do you remember that Kaylee? Suzanne took Dana. Yes, to, I do. Yeah, for her graduation. And so I remember the pictures and I thought, oh my gosh, that's amazing. But I probably never get to stay there. That may not be true, but I remember how cool that was and what it looked like. So definitely something to think about if you're going to stay there. Additionally, 
With regards to the mansions, you need to be aware that you must cross the Sasagula River bridges to get to the food court, the gift shop, and other main building features. So that might be something for you to consider when you're choosing um, what section of the resort you're wanting to stay in. Alligator Bayou lacks elevators. So if you're not able to negotiate stairs very well, like I was for up until I just got the second knee, you probably don't want to stay there, but you could inform the front desk and when you check in that you need something on the lower level so that you don't have to do stairs. So it's kind of up to you, um, but you wanna make sure that you're comfortable whatever you're doing. So take that into consideration when you are getting ready to book if you decide to do Port Orleans Riverside. And specifically getting into the rooms, overall Riverside has 2,048 rooms. We said that and they're divided into two sections. Most of the rooms contain two queen beds. Some king beds are available and some rooms have a pull down Murphy bed. Like we just talked about the Murphy bed is what replaced the trundle bed, which in my opinion, I think Murphy beds are better. I don't know. Maybe if you have an, a, a sentimental attachment with the trundle bed, I could see where maybe you prefer that, but I think Murphy beds are nicer. They save room. The rooms feature two pedestal sinks, a bathtub shower, um, a bathtub shower, combo with a retractable clothesline, a remote controlled TV, a dresser, a table with two chairs, and a small luggage rack. There is also a small refrigerator available in your room. Lighting is ample for reading or working, and a small safe is provided for storage for all of your valuables. Most rooms sleep four comfortably, and some will sleep five, usually the ones with that extra Murphy bed. I think it's funny that a lot of places now it's because they're still they have to list it even disney has to list that they have a remote controlled tv available like most tvs are remote controlled like this today's generation does not even mine doesn't really know a tv without a remote control. i was gonna say i mean yeah i don't i'm trying to think i don't think we ever had one when we always laughed because when i don't know if you remember us telling you this but when we were little we were the remote control for our parents' televisions until those became a thing or until you got cable. Once you got cable, it came with a remote so you didn't have to get up and down. And even, even the TVs that had the little knobs, it hooked into the back of the TV and you didn't have to worry about it. But yeah, you're right. I don't know why they feel like they need to say that. I think that's just really funny because a lot of TVs now, it's like you can even hook them up to your phone, even in Disney. That's just crazy. <laughs> So let's talk about how much these rooms might cost. So Riverside is considered a moderate resort and its prices are the mid-price range of the hotels at Disney. The rates vary by season, just like the other resorts do. Here's the general pricing. So on the low end, a standard room could cost you $245 a night. On the high end, which we're talking the Royal Guest Room with the pool view, can go as high as $470 a night. Uh, rooms do not have private bal balconies or patios or interior entrances. The windows overlook a public outdoor walkway, and if you aren't planning to open your windows much or you're gonna be spending the majority of your time in the parks, it may not be a good value for you to pay for a water room if you're not gonna be able to enjoy of it. And the disclaimer about adjacent and connecting rooms still applies as what we talked about from last week, where adjoining is next door and connecting is with a door. Disney does not guarantee they will try to accommodate at any situation. Make sure you ask when you make your reservations but if it's a busy time, they can't always guarantee it. Now, we talked about this for Port Orleans French Quarter last week. Can you bring your pet to stay at Riverside? 
Now, Walt Disney World has four pet-friendly hotels, and one of those happens to be Riverside. Pets may also be boarded at the Best Friends Pet Care Kennel, which is located across from Riverside. So yes, you can bring your pets to stay at Riverside and they do not have to be strictly a service animal. You can just bring your pets with you. Now, what kind of pets? I'm not sure. I would say exotic animals are probably not as welcome as like a dog. Like if you have a pet snake, if I was staying in a room next to you and you brought your pet snake and I saw it in the window, I would not feel very secure. <laughs> but I mean, you do what you gotta do, I guess. If your snake has attachment issues <laughs> or you have attachment issues to your snake, more power to you because I don't like snakes, but goodness, I'm assuming they mean more like dogs. Okay, so yes, it does not say pet friendly. The Disney website says a dog-friendly resort. So we have ah. four dog-friendly resorts, not even cats, which makes sense. I mean, because yeah. you have a litter box and the whole gamut. But um, yeah, they have the Disney dog care service. I think you guys should let them stay there <laughs> because then they can be treated like they're having a magical vacation too. Living their best Disney life. That's right. So... I know a lot of people want to know smoking, non-smoking rooms. For most hotels and resorts, I think most people are going, or most places are going to non-smoking. Disney happens to be a non-smoking resort. Um, if you smoke, you will be charged. There are designated areas, although as Kaylee and I both know, sometimes people break that rule and they just go out on their patio and smoke right by the other rooms. There's actually places they're supposed to go designated in each resort to be able to smoke. So if you get caught, you can get in trouble. So just make sure that you're following the rules. You can check the resort map or even ask a cast member where the locations are so that you don't get into trouble. Yeah, and be courteous of other people because it doesn't bother like Joey, for example. It used to bother him way more when he was younger, but like he has asthma, so it bothers him. And like that could ruin somebody else's trip if somebody's like really agitated by cigarette smoke, which is why Disney sets it up so that they're accommodating the people that do want to smoke, but then the, without disturbing the people who can't smoke. And for those of you that like to smoke illegal substances, maybe don't go to Disney to do that. Thank you. Just a public service announcement from Kaylee. Also because it smells and I don't like that. Thank you. <laughs> um, now, next question. Which are the most convenient buildings to the resort center, pools, and bus stops? In Magnolia Bend, Oak Manor is nearest to the resort center and it is adjacent to one of the quote unquote quiet pools. Magnolia Terrace is mentioned by many to be an ideal location while others find Oak Manor to be a better choice. So based on personal preference, you'd probably have to stay in both to decide. In Alligator Bayou, buildings 14, 15, and 18 are closest to the resort center, and they're a short distance from the quote-unquote quiet pool. No room is more than a four-minute walk from a bus stop, which is pretty nice, and I'm assuming that's a leisurely stroll. The main themed swim area, Olman Island, is located in the middle of the resort. The closest buildings are Magnolia Terrace in Magnolia Bend, and lodges 27 and 38 in Alligator Bayou. Unless you plan on spending a lot of time on Old Man Island, you are probably better off requesting a room 
closer to the resort center and food court because that's probably where you'll spend more time rather than the pools. Again, knowing all of this before you go and knowing where you want to be, that's good to know ahead of time. You might want to plot that all out ahead of time if you know where your room is because sometimes you don't find that out till you get there. That's true. So people were wanting to know how they don't get disoriented along the winding path of Alligator Bayou because again, it's Disney's very immersive and theming is important. And so I'm apparently we've had guests get lost. So in Alligator Bayou, you look for gray concrete walkways and they run directly from the parking lot to the Sasagula River and the other colored paths will eventually get you where you're going. If you don't mind taking the scenic route, that is. Also, there are signs at every junction clearly pointing the way to which way you would like to go. I like to ask the people at the front desk so that I do not get lost, <laughs> but I know not everybody is like me, so <laughs> I don't like to get lost. That would be embarrassing. I'm lost in Disney. You know, remember, we got lost at Saratoga Springs. Very true. The busiest time to check in, it's generally noon to late afternoon, obviously, because a lot of people take morning flights. They come in and that's when people are starting to come in. Um, even driving, a lot of people drive in the morning or finish a drive in the morning and then they get there. Earlier in the morning or later in the evening when you're checking in, that might be a little bit easier, but there is a very limited likelihood of your room being ready earlier in the day, especially during the peak seasons like holidays or when the resort is near 100% occupancy, which happens way more often than not. However, you can pre-register as early as 7 a.m. Your luggage can be stored and you can obtain your magic bands if you don't already have them. And if your room is ready early, they will let you in, though you should not really count on that. If desired, bell services, which is adjacent to the main entrance, will happily assist you with your luggage at check-in. The registration area of Port Orleans is certainly one of the most beautiful lobbies of the resorts at Walt Disney World and at Christmas is not to be missed. Again, that's one we have not seen for ourselves. So I guess what you're saying is that we need to see that on our next visit. Well, maybe on our December visit, because I'm sure that October cannot possibly pack any more into it at this point. And I know no. we're still planning. I don't want to pack any more into it. I would like to sleep a little bit. But Bell Services is what we talked about last week and, and previously. But if you didn't hear those, that is an awesome service. They watch your stuff and give you a ticket and your stuff will stay safe with them. And, to, and you can just head to the parks or Disney Springs or even to the pool if that's what you want to do while you're waiting for your room to be ready. And then Disney lets you know when it is ready. Of course, the most important thing or the thing that I know we like to do is shop. And so you have to make sure if there's some kind of place to shop there and there is. Fulton's General Store is located in the resort commercial center adjacent to River Roost Lounge. Fulton's, named after the famed steamboat inventor, carries a large assortment of postcards and souvenirs, over-the-counter pharmacy needs, and convenience items. There's also a bulk candy counter, snack area with limited selections of liquor and munchies, cold beverages, and toiletries. The closing section has been enlarged over the last few years, and it's surprising how many choices that you have. I know this is one of the resorts that has usually a large section of themed merchandise to that resort. So if you're wanting to get something that's themed specifically to that resort, this would be one that you would go to get stuff for. There's also like knickknacks, like um, some people collect spoons and some people collect uh, shot glasses, so that kind of stuff. 
Many of the most popular Disney souvenirs, including figurines and photo frames, pens, pencils, and watches can also be found there. Though you cannot benefit from discounts found at Disney Springs using your annual pass, the pricing is identical to that found in the parks. Um, the hours are from 8 a.m. to 11 p.m., but sometimes these change, so make sure you confirm that with concierge or check-in services when you check in so that you're not disappointed or you decide you need some Pepto-Bismol or something at the last minute and you think, oh, I have till 11, and then you find out they're closed. So just um, keep that in, t in mind when you are talking about going to the store. Another thing we talked about at French Quarter, can you get cash at your resort? And the answer is yes at the Riverside as well. There is an ATM located in the registration lobby directly to the right as you walk into the lobby. It's next to the cruise line desk. And be aware the bank may charge you a fee that's typically around $2. And that fee will be added on to the withdrawal amount and is in addition to any fee your bank may assess. And like I said last week, $2 in Disney, that's chump change. As long as your bank doesn't hit you up. That's true. Can you do laundry at Disney? Now, I think it's funny because some people are like, what? I don't want to do my laundry. But then there are some people, I know Sarah doesn't mind doing laundry at Disney. And I know your grandma, for one, likes to do laundry when she's on vacation. So when she gets back, all her clothes are clean and she doesn't have to do that. So yes, there is a self-service laundry facility adjacent to each quiet pool featuring coin-operated washers, dryers, and supply vending machines, which I want you to pay close attention to because last week, you could only use those washers and dryers with a debit or credit card, which means you're gonna need coins. And so hopefully they have a coin machine that gives you coins from your dollars if you need them to do your laundry. The washing or dryer costs are $2 a load and detergent is a dollar a load if you didn't bring your own. After midnight, the laundry facility doors require a valid magic band for entry, which shouldn't be a problem because if you're staying on property and if you don't have a magic band, I'm sure that the key to the kingdom cards work as well. The valet laundry service is available Monday through Saturday. That's where they come and get your dirty laundry from your room. And then they give you a ticket and then they clean your clothes. And first they'll bring it back to your room. There's also same day service where you drop it off at Bell Services before 8.30 in the morning. And then your clothes are returned to you by 6 p.m. at night. Now that does have a cost. So that is something you're gonna have to check because it changes frequently. So there's, they don't list general prices for us to know this information. And we don't usually have people clean our clothes. Very true. Transportation options from Riverside to the theme parks. There's direct bus service available to Magic Kingdom, Epcot, and Disney's Hollywood Studios. The buses drop you a short walk from each park entrance and service is available to Animal Kingdom with a stop at Blizzard Beach. So please know that, pay attention. Don't just hop off if you're going to Animal Kingdom, make sure you're paying attention. You'll probably notice because people will be wearing their swim clothes and like have towels with them. Watch your little ones then, make sure they don't hop off just because they're like, okay, we're here. Because that could happen. From Riverside to the water parks, to get to Typhoon Lagoon, hop aboard the Disney Springs bus and you will make a stop at the lagoon prior to Disney Springs. In the afternoon, the Typhoon Lagoon stop will occur after the trip to Disney Springs. Keep that in mind. In the afternoon, Typhoon Lagoon happens after going to Disney Springs when you get on that bus. The bus to Blizzard Beach also stops at its wild neighbor, Disney's Animal Kingdom, as I just mentioned. Typhoon Lagoon is currently not open, so the bus to Disney Springs just goes to Disney Springs and back. And we don't know at this time, there are rumors floating around that Typhoon Lagoon may not return. We don't know this for sure. That is just the rumor and it hasn't been open for over a year now. So there's gonna need some refurbishing. <laughs> Very disappointing. Just pay attention because 
they are always good about communicating when you're getting on transportation. So right. it will be labeled properly. Going from Riverside to Disney Springs, boats depart daily every 20 minutes, starting at 11 a.m. all the way to 4 p.m. And then every 10 minutes from 4 p.m. to 11 p.m. Due to popularity and limited seating capacity, you might experience an extended wait before boarding. All guests may have to exit the boat at the destination and reboard at the queue line for the return trip. That just depends on who you have as your captain. The boat dock is in the back of the hotel property. And as we said, there's also, there's a bus to Disney Springs. Like we said, it also just goes to Typhoon Lagoon when Typhoon Lagoon is open. From Riverside to other resorts and resorts areas. Direct bus service is available to Fort Wilderness after 4 p.m. on the internal shuttle bus, particularly handy for those heading to the Hoop Dee Review, as we said. Which is currently not open due to I COVID. I know, as we hope it opens because we want to do it. Otherwise, besides what I talked about for transportation, there is no direct inter-resort bus service. You have to travel to a transportation hub and make a transfer there. The four theme parks are excellent hubs during park hours, but after that, the Disney Springs area is basically your only option. Please make sure to allow plenty of time to make the transfer, and please note that it's virtually impossible to make an early, meaning before 8 or 8.30 a.m., character breakfast reservation at another resort relying on Walt Disney World transportation traveling from Riverside. So you have to keep that in mind when making your vacation plans. We're not saying if you're staying at Riverside, you can't make a character breakfast reservation at another resort period. You just have to use other transportation services such as Uber or Lyft, something like that. You have to go outside the Disney bubble to ensure you get to the reservation that will make everybody smile with all the characters. Very correct. And you have to, yeah, you will have to budget that in. Although, and that pricing goes up on the holiday seasons as well, just because of the demand and everything. Also, if you've never used those services, it goes up depending on the size of the vehicle you need, all that. Very easy to use though, if you would like to. Still reasonably priced regardless very, if, yes, if you're needing reasonable. to get somewhere. Um, we've even used it. Sometimes, you know, we're just like, we're not in the mood to do all those transfers. And so we're like, you know, let's just take an Uber. It's faster. It's a convenience thing. So this is a question by many. Where are the bus stops and how long do we have to wait? And I think that Disney's made this better over the years because now they've installed the electronic signs that kind of let you know when that bus is going to get there. But I understand that it gets frustrating sometimes. There are four bus stops at Riverside. The main South Depot with the Mason Dixon platforms is located at the Resort Commercial Center. The other three are along the resort's perimeter road, Sasagula Circle. There is a stop within three to four minute walk of any room. And in the morning, you need to be aware that there's gonna be a large crowd waiting to board the buses at the South Depot because people will be eating breakfast and then getting on there. You um, may have to wait for more than one bus. That's very typical unless you're the first ones there. Yeah. We've had that happen to us before. It does happen often. That's another planning thing that if you are staying in a room that's not near the South Depot and you're willing to eat in your room or you're like, if you're willing to wait until you get to the park to have breakfast, then you can be at another depot that's maybe not as busy. Just kind of the give and take. And it's also, sometimes it just has to do with luck. Sometimes you just get lucky. Sometimes you don't. 
be prepared for that. Now, where can you eat at Riverside? It has two primary dining spots, a sit-down restaurant called Boat Rights and a food court called Riverside Mill. Boat Rights is a themed restaurant around the days of wooden boat building. That's interesting. It includes a large hole under construction, which hangs from the ceiling and offers dinner from 5 p.m. to 10 p.m. Reservations are suggested, especially during the peak seasons. A children's menu is available here and the dinner menu features Cajun specials fresh from the bayou. Sounds right up my alley, mom. <laughs> dinner prices range from $12 to $20, but there are lighter appetizer options available if that's more what you're looking for because Cajun, traditional Cajun specials are heavy. If you, don't know, if you don't know people, they're, they're heavy and they're spicy. So the Riverside Mill, which is the food court, was built to resemble a working cotton press and houses a fascinating set of massive working gears, which are powered by a large water wheel, which we know that we like to watch water wheels for things that we did in Branson. So I'm sure that uh, entertains a lot of kids. It is open from 6 a.m. to midnight and offers a good variety of fast food. Much of it is healthy, which is available from several different vendors. Typical meals run anywhere from $4 to $12 a person. There's also evening pizza delivery available, but you have to check in with your concierge to see because every resort handles it a little bit differently. Those are the only ones on the Riverside property. However, one of the bonuses to you guys staying at Riverside would be the boat that takes you to Disney Springs where you literally have, I don't know, at least 50 different choices of restaurants to try our, our food trucks or something at Disney Springs. So don't feel limited just because you're staying at Riverside and have a smaller amount of restaurants, not like some of the other resorts. You are have one of the better resorts because you can get to Disney Springs so quickly. Very true. Now, if you would like to get a drink somewhere at Riverside, the River Roost Lounge, which is right next to Boat Rights, is themed to a cotton exchange trading room, and it seats about 100 patrons. A full bar is available as well as light appetizers, so it's not a full-on restaurant, but you can get a little bit of food. Live entertainment is provided five evenings a week, although it is advised to act, ask about the current acts. Never hurts to ask anything, people. Never hurts. The lounge is normally open until midnight. During football season, the bartenders at the lounge have been known to don referees' outfits, and many of the games are shown on the lounge's big screen TV. Monday night football is celebrated every week with games, trivia, and drink specials. If you are interested in live entertainment, be sure to see what nights Yeehaw Bob is playing. Oh no. <laughs> he puts on a great singing show for everyone. That sounds like a riot. He's, you can go on YouTube and watch him, actually. Oh, my goodness. The Muddy Rivers Pool Bar is located on Old Man Island and also offers drinks and light snacks from around noon until early evening. So that's a way a much more limited place to get drinks and food, but still an option if you're at the pool. So are you wondering where Old Man Island comes from? Um the legend of Old Man Island goes, settled in 1835 by a young man, the island became his home in the solitude of the Bayou country. Years later, as Riverside was settled and prospered, Old Man Island was discovered by the children of the town. They would steal away to play on the island where a wondrous world had been created. And the island is a tribute to the old man and the happiness he gave the children 
and all of the Riverside's neighbors. That's a nice story. That's true. I thought it was going to go south. It never did. <laughs> no pun intended, y'all. Ha. Huh. Not even my mother laughed at my own joke. And we're moving I on. I did chuckle. <laughs> chuckle. She chortled. Anyway, can I go swimming or ride a water slide at this resort? In the main themed swimming area, Old Man Island, that is centrally located between the bayou section and the mansions, that island is home to a large pool, also a spa that holds around eight people, a kiddie pool, which is up to 36 inches deep, in case you're wondering for your little ones, a wading pool, and a short but fun water slide. The pools and water slide are open all day, which is usually 9 a.m. to 10 p.m., and lifeguards are normally on duty during most pool hours. As of spring 2003, the island now has a geyser at the main pool that shoots water through a pile of rocks and debris, adding to the theme. We're told that the old man was so upset with the geyser spouting off that he tried to block its eruptions with the debris we can now see. Fortunately for all of us, his efforts failed and a wonderful spray of water has been produced. Handrails and ramps have recently been created to aid wheelchair visitors. Which is nice. I'm glad that they do that. Yes, we're always got to step it up. We like the zero entry pools because I think that they're easier, but they're not at all of the Disney resorts, unfortunately. That is very true. There's also five leisure pools scattered throughout this resort. Three of them are in Alligator Bayou and two of them are in Magnolia Bend. They're all open 24 hours, and we talked about this last week. Why would they be open 24 hours? Uh, these pools are usually more serene than the Old Man Island because most kids prefer the island due to the water slide, but you have to be aware that there are no lifeguards. However, some people like the peace and quiet of those pools, so I'm sure they enjoy the fact that they can swim. You know, if they come back from Disney Springs at 2 a.m. and they're hot and they wanna take a dip, they can. All the pools have restroom changing room facilities. You just need your magic band during quiet hours to let you in, which shouldn't be a problem because that's the key to your room. Or if you don't have a magic band, you can use, I believe you can use your phone and the key to the kingdom card, but for sure the key to the kingdom card besides. So make sure you have it with you. Be sure to take room towels with you as none are provided at the pool side other than the main pool. And housekeeping is good about making sure that you have extra towels available in your room so that you have those for when you want to go swimming. If you don't, all you have to do is call ahead of time to housekeeping and they'll make sure that you have plenty of towels in your room when you return so that you can take a shower after you've swam. Very important. We're always fighting for more towels. I feel like we <laughs> never have enough, man. I know. Also an important note, the pools can still be used once you check out and many people find a relaxing morning or early afternoon spent at the pools while waiting for a later flight to be a very fitting end to their Disney vacation. The Muddy Rivers Bar, as I mentioned earlier, it's located next to the main pool, has a large covered porch that's excellent for socializing while the kids are having fun in the pool, and there is seating for a few dozen guests. So even if you don't wanna like get in the pool, I know we have spent some of our time waiting to go to the airport pool side before, just relaxing. Even if we're not in the pool, we just relax by the pool. So just like we talked about last week, there are carriage rides, that is true. You can take an evening horse carriage ride through the French Quarter and Riverside regions of Disney's Port Orleans Resort. I think that sounds amazing. I I don't I was trying to think if I ever took a carriage ride, but I think I have at some time. I don't think I ever have. Down on Main Street. I want to say that I did it on Main Street. But anyways, be sure to check for pricing because mag magical options like this can be a little pricey. 
but can you really put a price on magic, especially if you are taking a trip with your loved one, your significant other, and you just want some alone time. Now, other forms of recreation at Riverside that are available include hourly bicycle or Surrey bike rentals. On a warm, breezy day, there might not be a better way to pass the time than pedaling through the bayou. There are for me, but if you're into that, that's cool. I support you. For details, check at the Riverside Levy rental window underneath the Twin Water Towers. Bike rental hours are 8 a.m. to 5.30 p.m., although operating hours are seasonal. Again, always ask. Adults can enjoy jogging or a leisurely walk around the grounds or along the Riverside path to nearby French Quarter. Now, if you're me in Disney, you feel like you have to roll everywhere because you're so full. So I will not be jogging anywhere, especially in the bayou because it's so humid. <laughs> Good Lord. For early risers, that would not be your dad. You can take a two hour guided fishing trip um, available daily, leaving at 6.30 a.m. weather permitting. Again, with COVID, a lot of these things have not returned. So please, if you're visiting there soon, make sure that you check in with concierge or when you check in with the check-in desk ask the questions, are these things available? The excursion travels down the Sasagula River, includes the use of their rods, reel, and tackle. Advanced reservations are required. You contact guest services for the details. Pricing is approximately $76 a person or $185 for up to five people. That would be your best bet. It's the cheapest one, because I'm cheap. And there are also excursions starting at 9 a.m. that cost $80 a person or 160 for up to five people. There is also a children's play area that's located adjacent to Old Man Island for the youngsters who just need to burn off some energy. And it's amazing to me that with all that they, you do in Disney, that kids still have as much energy as they do. So you definitely need a play area. For real. I don't know what happens, but like, goodness, I'm not even that old, <laughs> but I don't know what happened, but you just like cross a threshold and it's just gone. I don't know what kind of little demon is sucking the life out of me, but I wish they would stop. <laughs> Now, what things are available for kids to do? Again, they have lots of energy and you would like to sleep. So they have to sleep so you can sleep. For kids and kids at heart, catch and release fishing on Old Man Island is available at the fishing hole. It's available 7 a.m. to 3 p.m. That's very early, but I mean, if, again, if you're an early riser, that's for you. It's stocked with catfish, bass, and bluegill, and a catch is almost guaranteed. Old Man Island is also home to a playground. Craft activities, which are organized by cast members, are held near the pool on some days. If you're visiting during a holiday period, you may even find special activities such as an Easter egg hunt. Obviously, that would be in the springtime, but always check if you're there closer to holidays because I'm sure they've got some fun-themed activities going on there. Another thing to do is the Bayou Pirate Adventure Cruise. Legend has it that a pirate captain lost his treasure somewhere along the Sasagula River. Join in this two-hour adventure that includes a boat excursion and a snack. Children aged 4 to 10 are encouraged to join the crew. $34 per child. Advanced reservations are recommended for this as well. As we have talked about in the other resorts that we've mentioned so far, movies under the stars happens at this resort on select nights, weather permitting. You can enjoy a Disney movie in the courtyard of Oak Manor. All you have to do is check the resort activities flyer or again, check with your concierge services. They always know what's going on. There's a Medicine Show Arcade. It's billed one of the largest video arcades at Walt Disney World, and it's located in the main building. It offers a selection of video games and pinball machines that will empty your child's pockets. 
or yours. I'm not sure which. Maybe your child saved up some money. I do know that some kids bring their own money to Disney. Face painting and full body painting is also offered. A painter sometimes operates a stand in the lobby between registration and the gift shop between 6 to 11 p.m. Pricing starts at $15 for black and white face paint and up to $28 for a face body full color painting. Frames start at $15, tubes are available for $3, and celebrity prints are $25 each. Ah, see, I am so dumb because, or maybe I was just, maybe the listeners will get what I was saying, but I was so concerned because as you were talking about this, I was thinking face painting, that's normal. And then I started thinking full body painting. And I was like, what is happening here? I'm like, why do they allow people to paint your full body in Disney? I'm like, there are cast members that will paint your body and it's only $28, like what? <laughs> and then you got to the frames part and I was like, I see what I missed. <laughs> so uh, here we are. <laughs> yes, it's actually paintings of your face or of your body. I got that one. I didn't got... get that either, so don't feel so, yeah. Okay, because once you got, once you said frames, I was like, ah, there it is, the missing piece of information. <laughs> so ah. listeners, now you know we are crazy. <laughs> okay. Now, the wildlife that you can see at the riverside, obviously, if you are at the bayou, you're going to see some animals. It has a lot, the riverside specifically has a large variety of wildlife, including ducks, birds, and an otter that can be seen frolicking in the river from time to time. Rabbits, squirrels, and even a chipmunk or two, but unfortunately not Chip or Dale, which is a rip off. Man, they, I riot. I think they should paint every chipmunk's nose red. That's mine. <laughs> anyway, they have been sighted on the resort grounds, not Chipperdale. Cast members caution against feeding the birds as they become very aggressive when fed. And as the signs say, they may bite the hand that feeds them. So you've been warned, people. But it's just like telling a kid, don't touch a hot stove. I mean, some people just got to try it to understand. <laughs> and some of the birds are not afraid of people at all and they will be hovering while you're eating we've had this happen plenty of times at disney oh, so for sure. just be careful um and hopefully the people that are around you are not feeding we've had situations where the pig tables near us are feeding the, the birds and you're like there's a big sign that says don't feed the birds and that's why because sometimes they become violent we know we know that um, Mary Poppins has taught us feed the birds, but you do not feed the birds in Disney World. It is different. <laughs> so here are some other theming details that you might want to know about this resort. You'll see that the buildings in the resort, starting with Parterre Place and Magnolia Bend, begin with very luxuriously and become more rustic and dilapidated from the outside as you move up the river, culminating in the backwoods settings of Alligator Bayou. As the Riverside legend goes, this is due to the fact that as pioneers traveled up the Sasagula River, which we were told is the American Indian word for Mississippi, they started building residences with the grandest of building materials from the city of the French Quarter. As they got further upstream, the building supplies started running low and they were forced to improvise. Similarly, the exterior of the resort commercial center starts out looking mighty fancy at the Medicine Show Arcade and becoming rustic and weather beaten by the time it reaches the cotton mill building. And that makes complete sense hmm. if they thought they were going to have enough materials to make everything look luxurious, but then they ran out of materials. That would be a little bit of a problem. Very true. As you walk along the Sasagula River between Magnolia Bend and Alligator Bayou, look closely and you'll notice a transition area where the rustic pines of the bayou 
give way to the grand flowering trees of the bend. It's a seamless transition that keeps each area separate, yet blends them into one all at the same time. When passing through the resort commercial center lobby rotunda, be sure to notice the accurate compass on the floor. That is a very neat feature. So there are a few miscellaneous things that we need to mention before we wrap up this. And that is, can you mail postcards and letters? There is a mailbox located right in the registration lobby. Uh, what about park and dinner show tickets or info on non-Disney attractions? For theme park, water park tickets, you can visit the lobby concierge. They'll be happy to give you more information on area attractions, even outside of Disney World. What time is checkout? The resort requests that you check out by 11 a.m. If you would like help with your luggage, you just need to contact Bell Services as soon as you can on the day before, but no later than 30 minutes before you need to leave your room. They can also help you with airport shuttle reservations or taxi services, or you can contact guest services to help you. Reminder that Brad always likes to do a late checkout if we don't need to leave by 11. Um, and if Disney can possibly grant your wish, they will let you have a late checkout. The latest they like to go is one o'clock though. So we've been able to stay a couple times till 1 p.m. Um, because our flight wasn't gonna leave until later in the evening. Why should you choose Riverside over another resort? Riverside is one of the nicest and best themed moderate resorts at Walt Disney World. The extensive award-winning landscaping, courteous cast, and choice of room themes will certainly add a large share of Disney magic to your vacation. While some of the deluxe resorts are fancier and have more amenities for sure, Riverside is a bargain that can't be beat for a resort in the moderate category. So I would like to stay there sometime or at least visit there. I know you're right. We have not visited that one. And I think it is because it is such, it's so off the beaten path. That's true. I think it would be cool to just visit though. If we were gonna stay at one, I think the French Quarter is more up my alley, just because, you know. Because it has the beignets. Well, it has the beignets, but also nature. <laughs> I'm not a fan of nature. Nature time is over. I didn't do Girl Scouts if the listeners didn't pick up on that. I'm not right. a Girl Scouts person. Well, Kaylee, thanks for helping me talk through the review of Port Orleans Riverside. Um, I definitely learned a lot. I'm not sure if you did, but I hope this helps the listeners in deciding where they may want to stay with this resort reopening in the near future. They've already started taking reservations. This may be a choice for some people because I know a lot of the resorts are all booked up towards the end of the year, all the way to January. And luckily, because these are just now reopening, there are a few openings. So be sure to let us know if you need us to give you information on any any more information on this resort or help you try to find a resort to stay in. A few final reminders before we sign off, you can simply text us at 636-395-0544 to book a trip, get a free quote, ask questions, leave a comment, or even if you're just interested in being a guest on the show. Again, that number is 636-395-0544. Just a reminder that it only takes a $200 refundable deposit to hold your reservation, so do not delay any longer. Contact us today, please. You can check us out on our Facebook page, The Mousecapades Podcast, or our Your Story Travel TikTok account, at Your Story Travel. Be sure to listen to Wednesday's show as we dish the latest rumors and news and chat with the gang. As always, thanks for listening to the number one podcast that entertains that space between your ears, the Mousecapades podcast. Well, Kaylee, I think it's about that time. Disney love. And pixie dust. Have a magical day, my friends.